Greetings fellow tech seekers, Sean from Silicon Theory here, and this is part two of our 2018 Apple iPhone event recap. So if you haven't already, make sure you go back and check out part one. I give a rundown of all of the details and specifications of the hardware that Apple launched on Wednesday, September 12th. Now then, on with part two. Mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Sean. Hello, sir. How are you? You know, it's Thursday. One more day of work left before the weekend. All things considered, I'd say not bad. How about you? About the same, I guess. Today, I think, was kind of rough for both of us. But I will say this. I sit here in uh, my living room with all of my audio equipment set up. And right next to me, on one hand, I have my uh, pretty sweet Star Trek L Cars uh, coffee mug that I got for my birthday. And on the other side, I picked up at uh, a little five and dime store, one of those little backlit um, light boxes. So I got spelled out Silicon Theory and it's rotating through a bunch of different chroma colors. So it's actually kind of cool. It's, it's very inspiring. Let's say that. Yeah, you can show me a picture of that later. Sounds interesting. Uh, for any that are interested, it's actually already up on our Instagram account. Yeah, because I have Instagram. Wait, what? Oh, wait, no. No Instagram for me. That's why you're in charge. You know, char- I don't do social media, man. I can't. I can't. That's why you're can't in charge of Twitter. You do Twitter. That's your social media. Yeah, yeah. I can do Twitter, but yeah, Instagram. I just, I, I can't. I just can't do it. We see. We know that you don't do it already because you called it Instagram. All the cool kids call it the gram. That's that's great. <laughs> for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get it. Do Whatever. It. If my wife's on it, I guess that counts. There you go. That's fair enough. Do you, uh, did you hear about anything exciting this week? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I'm assuming you're calling for the big news that uh, OnePlus 6T isn't going to have a headphone jack, right? You're, you're exactly correct. I'm sure our audience is dying to hear an hour of us talk about why that's a great idea. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Let's try. <laughs> so uh, let's dispense with the suspense and let's, uh, let's revisit the uh, Apple iPhone event. I, uh, I did a short kind of part one where I talked about the specs and the phones that were announced. I went a little bit over the Apple hardware and just basically ran down the specific details so that we could jump right into discussing um, what it is that we think about the devices. So what I'd like to do is basically I'll, I'll say the name of one of the devices and then I want, to, I want you to give me one word that first comes to mind when you think about it and then I want you to explain why. Does that sound good? Yeah, we're doing like word association? Yeah, so when I say iPhone XS, what's one? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Why? Okay, explain yourself, sir. First of all, I'm not calling it a XS. I just want to get that out of the way right now. I'm calling it the freaking XS like any good American should. Okay, the uh, iPhone I, I, there's a lot of layers of double entendre there, but I'll I'll go with it for now. I'm just saying that their naming scheme is just the worst. I don't really know what to say other than that. So the XS. <laughs> so okay. So Apple basically, it's hard to talk about the XS without talking about the others. But what I'll say is this: uh, the rumors were that they were to bring out this new three phone lineup. And the XS would be the replacement for the X last year, but that they would drop the price down in order to make room 
for the XS Max, the giant one, which is a freaking terrible name too. But anyway, um, that's not what they did. Instead, they brought out an XS, which is virtually indistinguishable from last year's phone and didn't drop prices at all. So it starts at $999 still. Uh, if you want more memory, it jumps up $150 inexplicably. So you're at uh, 11 I'm going to, while you're talking about it, I think it's actually more than that. And while you're talking about it, I'm going to source our uh, website because I put up all of the pricing details and I think it's actually, is it $1,150 or is it $1,250? I can't remember. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. It was $150, but I jumped up to $1,149 and then the top one is $1,299. Is that right? That sounds right. Let me. I'm bringing it up right now. This is great podcasting, by the way. I'm so, bringing so, it up as so we speak. So here's what I said. Like here's what I said yesterday about this phone. I don't know why it exists in the new lineup. So before, historically, I mean, we had like the iPhone SE, but Apple had one phone for a number of years, and then they had a smaller, a big version, the the Plus, and they had two phones. And then last year was the first year they had three models, really. Um, and so now it looks like they're moving to a permanent three-model solution, but the XS doesn't make sense. So you have the S- XS Max, which I think any power user or someone who's spending that much money, it only costs $100 more, would buy the XS Max because you get the bigger screen and like better specs and well, the, better battery life and the, all of that. The internals are the same, but presumably you want that 0.7 inch uh, differential in display and you want the what Apple is referring to as the largest battery ever put in an iPhone. Now to go back to our earlier point, the XS starts at $999. It is a $150 jump to the $256, so it goes to $1149. And then what I was thinking was the double to $512 is actually $200 more and runs you to $1349. So just for those of you keeping track at home, if you want, um, four times the storage of the 64 gig model, Apple will charge you $150 more, but to go from double 256 to 512, it's actually $200 more. Yeah, uh, so that, that's, why they, that's why I had the weird, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, Yeah, that makes so, perfect okay. sense to no one. So again, I don't know why this phone exists and who's going to buy it. So on the bottom end, you have this new XR, which we'll get to, which is a 6.1 inch screen. So it's actually larger than the XS. Um, it's an LCD versus OLED, but like for most people buying an iPhone, I, I doubt they have any clue what you're even talking about or what the difference is. I did so a, uh, just for your information, I did a test run today with two of the team members in my office. And I said uh, to one of them who, who was on a trip recently and his iPhone 8 Plus bricked unexpectedly. And so he had to literally run into a Verizon store a half hour before they closed and buy a new phone. And he walked out with a 10. And so I was like, well, what do you like about it? And he's like, oh, that OLED is beautiful. It's magical. And there was a young lady who was sitting next to him. And so I turned to her and I said, um, you're an iPhone user, yes? And she said, yes. And I said, can you explain to me the difference between the OLED panel and the LCD panel? And she looked at me as if I had actually spoken a foreign language and then got up and walked out of the room. Right. So again, my main question is, who is this phone for? So you're an iPhone customer. You're Joe Average Normal customer, the people buying 50 million phones a year. I think you walk in, you look at the XR, you go... Wow, it's not quite as big as the Plus, but it's bigger than the XS, which must mean it's better. It has six colors, so I can pick, you know, fucking red or yellow or whatever the hell you want. And it starts at $749. Like, 
Or if you're guys like us, I suppose, if in theory we bought iPhones, and you want like the baddest, biggest iPhone, you buy the XS Max. So where does that leave the XS? Who's the customer? And I think it's confusing to customers too. It's like, okay, the XS is supposed to be, you know, more more of their flagship normal phone, I guess. But for a normal customer again walking in, what what are they seeing there that makes it look it looks virtually indistinguishable to the XR? And the the biggest distinction between the two, obviously beyond the physical of the colors, which you can choose from white, black, coral, which is kind of like an orangey color. Blue. By the way, coral as a color, Google used it for like their home last year or yes, whatever. Yes. That color needs to die and go away. <laughs> it is terrible. It can't make up its mind what it is. Like it's not quite fucking orange. It's not quite pink. It's like this bullshit in between that just It's coral, it's just man. Awful. It's I don't coral. know why it exists. And then it's like it's coral and it's like the hell is coral? Just stop. Stop with the coral. Alright, continue. It is kind of funny because they have yeah, it's like this weird orange-pink color. It's just, it's yeah, I, I just, I don't know what this, their line is just confusing to me. And if I were an iPhone customer, I would not consider the XS for a second. I would either buy the Max, I would buy the Max, I guess, because it's only $100 more and ostensibly better at every, for me, better, the better phone. Um, or if I'm a normal person, I save myself the 250 bones and I buy the XR, which you can hardly tell the difference. It's like, okay, yeah, there's a one millimeter bezel difference. It has one gig less RAM, and it's LCD instead of OLED. And I think literally none of those things matter to maybe 98% of Apple customers. Okay, so let's dive in. Let's unpack this a little bit more since you blew up my word association game so early into the uh, show. You can still, uh, got it. You're right. You're right. No, no, it's cool. So let's unpack that. So there is one other major difference aside from the 250 bones that we hadn't talked about, and that's the XR, which I theorize stand the R stands for really can't afford the other two phones. Um, I believe that the biggest difference is it only uses a single rear camera module, although the sensor is identical to the dual camera 12 megapixel setup in the 10s and the 10s Plus, or excuse me, the XS and the XS Max, but it, there's only one. So if you want to spend $250 less, you are going to get a little bit less RAM. You are going to get uh, presumably maybe equal, maybe even better battery life, but you're also going to lose one of the cameras. Do you think no, I that's think enough? No, it's better battery life because it's LCD and low resolution. It gets better battery life is what I'm reading. Well, the they only rated it for against the 8 Plus, not against the 10. So we don't know actually how it will perform against the 10. Certainly it'll get less battery life than the 10 Max. That's not an issue. But I'm curious as to how long uh, it would last against the regular 10. But do you think the loss of the camera and the $250 price cut is enough to entice people away from the standard 10S? I think they buy the XR. Like, okay, so the multiple camera thing, I know we're moving into a world where the V40 and Samsung's S10, they're going to have five cameras. They have three on the back, probably two on the front. And that's going to become the norm, apparently. But I have to tell you, I still, we've had dual cameras now for years. And for the most part, I don't see the utility in it at all. I mean, your phone, you have a Pixel 2 XL that has a single rear-facing camera. How's that working out for you? It's great. It's one of the best camera phones uh, in the world. Right, and it's still consensus, like maybe the best overall so far even still so while the dual cameras and triple cameras like sure the p20 pro did some cool stuff sure the telephoto on my note 8 i've used a few times right when i wanted to do something 
is it, is it like a differentiating factor? I don't know, not for me. Does Joe Average Consumer care? I don't think they actually do. I mean, what are these iPhone customers doing? They're taking pictures and presumably putting them on Facebook or Instagram where they're getting, or I'm sorry, the gram as the cool kids say. And they're, um, well played, sir, well played. Yeah, you're welcome. And they're, and they're getting compressed to hell and no one's really like, these aren't professional photographers or someone judging it. So no, that's not what, they, uh, that's not what Johnny Ive would have you believe. Right. And that's fine because they're trying to sell you on the more expensive phone, but I don't think it matters. I don't think people care. They want most people in my experience. I could be wrong from their smartphone camera. Again, they don't have any idea what the specs or anything else are. They really don't. I think from their camera, they're looking for something where they can pull their camera out in a variety of situations, take a picture quickly and it takes a usable, nice picture. And that's really it. I don't think they're looking for much more than that. And the iPhone more than accomplishes that. And yes, while the telephoto lens is, it's fine. Like it does something, but again, I had my note eight for over a year. And I think the only time I've really used that is when I'm doing a photo comparison, when we get new phones to review because the normal sensor is better and takes better pictures. So I don't go out of my way to use the telephoto. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that you're right. I think that a lot of people, if they're looking at getting into the iPhone market, it's probably going to be a, uh, it's probably going to be an entry level kind of thing. And so, yeah, it's going to be whatever the least expensive iPhone they can get is. And I, I tend to agree with you. I think that if you're going to look at from like, it's kind of funny because now Apple offers you small, medium, and large kind of phones because they're now all yeah, the same. Except for the medium phone is the lowest end phone. No, I know, but that's what I mean. Like if you went into a store and you looked at them and you said, okay, here's the small phone, here's the medium phone, here's the large phone, like, I, and the medium phone is $250 cheaper than the small phone, like why wouldn't I want that? It seems like you're getting more even though you may not, in theory, really be getting more. And I think that's going to be confusing to a lot of buyers because I think if you had made the uh, XR the smallest one and then did the XS was the 6.1-inch AMOLED and then the XS Max was the 6.5-inch AMOLED, then I think it makes logistically a lot more sense. But I think if you walked into a store and said, wait a minute, this bigger phone that looks just as nice is cheaper, but it has less stuff, but it's still cheaper. Like, what doesn't it do? Usually you get a situation where, like, you have Samsung's array, where you have the S9, which has a single camera set up and some specs, and then you have the S9 Plus, which bumps up the RAM, it bumps up the dual cameras, it bumps up a couple of other things, you know, size of the display, battery, all that stuff. And then you go up to the Note, which is the top of the line. So the the smallest one tends to be the weakest one, I guess, in terms of performance of the lineup. And then it increases from there because, you know, bigger is better in our modern day society. But in this case, that's not what Apple did. They kind of did, well, like the small one's really good and the biggest one's really good, but the middle one is good, but in different ways. Like, I think that that's a really unusual choice. And I guess we'll see whether or not Apple ends up selling more XRs than they do XSs. And, oh, spoiler and, alert. They're going to sell orders of magnitude more XRs than XSs. Well, there's no way. There, there's no, like, I, I, I would guess it's going to be very, you know, it would be kind of interesting, but I mean, if I were just wagering a guess, it would have to be at least three to one. 
Well, you say, mean, you say that, and the 512 gig, gigabyte variant of storage of the Note 9 was the biggest seller, and it was the most expensive. Yeah, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, I, I don't know what people are chasing. It's really quite bizarre. Um, but I know you're statistically correct. But okay, but in this case, that phone is the XS Max. True. So true. So so who's again? Who's buying the XS? You're right. It's out of the three of them, it's the smallest. So for Joe average consumer who doesn't know the difference, why? So why would you buy it? Like, what are you getting out of that as a buyer? You and I would go, okay, I guess if you didn't want a massive phone, but you want the top specs, you demand the dual cameras, and you and you know that an OLED screen is better, that you would consider the XS. Like that's the market. How many people is that? Are you do you think it's do you think it's kind of a replacement for like the iPhone SE for people who wanted a good flagship but small phone? And again I say yeah, small except as for a... that phone costs like four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars yeah. and this one starts at a thousand. That's true. And works its way up to one thousand three hundred and forty nine dollars. I mean That is also I true. I don't see how it could be considered a replacement for it given its price. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. It was the SE was more of a um, kind of like a, a low end, low end for Apple, anyways. Market segment that you know, again, they probably had a bunch of extra shells laying around, so they're like, well, why don't we do something with this and make some money? So that's probably yeah, what that ended up being. I don't think it'd be considered a replacement. I just think it's confusing. I don't quite, I don't understand. It made a lot more sense in the context of the rumors where the XS would have cost $899. Because I think if it started at $899, you go, eh, all right. So it's $100 more than the XR, but you could maybe be talked into the benefits of, like, here's why it's better. And it would be $100 at least less in theory or maybe $200 less than the XS Max. And it may make sense for you to go, you know what, that's enough of a difference. I'm still getting the top stuff. Great. But I just don't see who's buying this. The small phones are dead. The hardcore people buy the big phones and they'll buy the XS Max because there's only $100 difference in price. And the softcore people buy the other ones? Yeah, everyone else is going to buy the other ones. That's exactly right. Like, my dad's a perfect example of he is an iPhone guy. Um, he still has an iPhone 6 and it's on its last legs. But he's just been like, every year he's like, I'm not upgrading. They just keep releasing the same phone, right? Because to him, the, 7, the 6S, 7, and 8 were basically the same. So... He's going to buy a new iPhone this year. He's buying an XR. Because to him, he doesn't give a crap. It, there's no, you know, these things that we're talking about where we're going, oh, it's better for these reasons. He doesn't care. He just uses his phone. I mean, my dad's a tech guy. Like, he understands tech. But he's not interested in OLED screen. He doesn't care. So he's going to buy uh, an XR. I think he's going to buy, and this is just as an aside, but I, I actually think the memory Pricing and everything on the XR makes way more sense than the other SKUs because yeah. it's 749 for 64 and then it's 799 for 128. So yeah, you get double for buy, 50 bucks. Yeah, he's gonna buy the 128 and he'll be fine and he's gonna call it a day. And I feel like that's what most people would do because again, like if you walk in and you're like, man, 64 is like just borderline if I keep my phone long enough. Now you have to go, okay, do I want to spend 1,149 for a 256 gig XS? Or do I just want to spend seven hundred ninety nine and just get a hundred twenty eight gig XR? Yeah, the funny thing about that is, is if you said to somebody you could max out the storage on this, you can get an XR for two hundred with two hundred fifty six gigs for a hundred dollars less than the sixty four gig XS, and you would get a bigger display and 
presumably equal or maybe slightly better battery life, but only one camera, I think people would go, uh, I don't give it enough of a shit about a, a, two, a dual camera to spend a hundred dollars more. Like, and I'm and four times the storage, like, cause storage, I think, and battery life. And you know, if the, like you say, if the camera's good enough, like, I don't think people would spend a hundred dollars more. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever for Joe average consumer. And again, they don't care about Ram and the, the other, you know, minor ways that it's differentiated. And then you go, Oh, and by the way, I can get it in yellow. Sign me up. If any person asks you which one they should buy, I'd be like, just buy 128 gigabyte XR and be done with it. I mean, there's a, there's a select few people that I know, like my friends that are harder core, where it's like, yeah, fine, buy the XS Max. But I wouldn't recommend the XS to anyone, basically. There's just not enough of a difference to warrant it. There's no way. As I said, 799 or 1149 for the middle skew of the XS. It's like, I mean, 350 350 bucks for that it's like there's no yeah no there's just no justification i I don't know why you would do that so yeah the xs to me is just a phone that makes no sense i don't understand i guess it just exists solely to have like a premium phone option for people that still don't want something as big as the max but i just think that segments a very small number of people i guess we'll see yeah i guess we will so let's let's circle back to the beginning then. I say iPhone XS Max. What's the first thing that pops in your head? Flagship. Okay. So you think this is the real successor to the 10, the bigger, badder uh, iPhone's note, if it were? I think unquestionably this is their top-end phone. It's, it's got the highest resolution screen. It's 6.5 inches, which it cracks me up that, you know, I know it's a different aspect ratio, so it's not a direct comparison, but there's a funny picture of, I think you and I back in 2011 or 12 with the original Nexus 7, and I'm holding it to my face as a phone. Oh, yeah. Um, back at the Placentia branch, we both worked there. And it was like, a, you know, ha ha, seven inch phone, completely ridiculous. And again, I know there's aspect ratio differences, but we're actually six and a half inch phones, which we're, is nuts. We're pretty Just much there, nuts. yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're pretty close. But it's their real flagship, it's the highest resolution. It's got a huge battery. Um, you're right, the specs are mostly equal to the XS, but it's to me, it's like that's the phone. If you are the guy that has to have the baddest ass iPhone and you want the true cutting edge iPhone tech, that's the phone you buy. And it, it costs, you know, once you're in the stratosphere of $1,000 phones, it costs $100 more than the XS. So you're talking about a price delta of like 10%. Why wouldn't you go with the bigger one? So by that argument, let me ask you my next question. Why wouldn't you go with the 512 one that costs $1,450? Because $1,450 for a commodity device is ridiculous. And, <laughs> and, and, and this is, see, now you're going to make me rant again. This is actually the thing that pisses me off. Like, in a vacuum, I don't give a shit that Apple people are willing to pay way more money than the shit is worth, and that Apple manipulates everyone by, you know, raising the bottom skew up, making the memory confusing, and charging way more for jumps than they should in order to keep their average selling price up. It's smart. People will buy them anyway. Their fans are dumb for paying that. And I normally wouldn't care, except for they're now fucking me over because idiots like Samsung are basically taking their S-year note upgrade and going, hey, if Apple can do it, we're going to jack up prices. And people are buying those now at the inflated prices. So it's, man, it's nuts to me. Just nuts. Like, 
Think about what you're saying. $1,449. Or I could buy a 8 gig, 128 gig memory OnePlus 6 for $579. Buy, I don't know. Three of them? Yeah, iPad, a nice tablet, a cheap laptop, Chromebook and a tablet. I mean, whatever, you can start making up a list of all kinds of things you can buy with the difference in money, and it's like, there's no way it's worth it. There's just no way. So let me throw this at you. I was having a conversation on Twitter with Andrew from Gear Live, Andrew Edwards, and um, he made a joke about the, uh, you know, everybody's talking about the iPhone 10, but everybody was hitting him up on Twitter about the 10R. And I said, well, then you just need wealthier friends, am I right? But then I said... Yeah, the can you imagine paying you know fifteen hundred dollars for a phone? Or we'd live in a time where fifteen hundred dollars for a phone is a thing. And he hit me with, you know, I I would rather pay that amount for a phone, which is something that I use every day and all the time, versus something like a laptop, which I would use much less frequently. So, do you think that there is a case that can be made if you were going to spend money on a computer that at $1,500 and 6.5 inches, does your pocket computer become enough of a tool and less of a commodity to justify being in that price range? No. I saw your Twitter exchange and I think he's full of shit and wrong. <laughs> I mean, Tell me how you because, really feel. Yeah, well, I usually do, don't I? I mean, look, in a vacuum, that argument might make sense, except for we don't live in a vacuum. Like, I saw a sale for a Galaxy S9 brand new for $619 yesterday. Gosh. So it's like, sorry, is are you really going to sit there and tell me that the difference in functionality between an S9 and this fucking excess max monstrosity is $900 difference? Or whatever, I guess it's 800 and change. Either way, it's it's nuts. It's, it's just it's a stupid argument. The, the, the fact that he uses every day is great. But he acts as though those are the, that's a false logic argument. He asks, so those are your only choices. Your choices are, I can buy a $1,500 phone that I can use every day, or I can buy a computer that I don't use every day. And it's like, or, I don't know, you could buy that phone for $600 and get 99% of the utility or 98%. It's like, so his argument's flawed because it's ridiculous. As I said, stick a OnePlus 6 next to that phone really objectively and tell me there's a huge difference. In performance or anything else? No, costs, no, costs. I think you're right. I think that, uh, especially with respect to performance in a lot of areas, the Pixel phones, the OnePlus phones, uh, certain Motorola phones, they've kind of reached parity in terms of like smoothness and performance and snappiness, especially the Pixel and the OnePlus phones. Uh, since the Pi update, it's really revolutionized my 2XL. Like it is a, a much different phone in terms of performance. That thing just absolutely screams. And I don't think I could find any Apple user who would say that they thought objectively that their phone was faster than mine. And that's before you get to something like the OnePlus 6, which you know arguably is either as fast or slightly faster. So what about if I say to you the iPhone XR? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? That's a, that's a, uh, like, I think balance comes to my mind. Hmm. I, I think, I think that product makes a lot of sense for them. 
the XR is exactly kind of what I would expect from them. And it, it, because I think it's a balance of you get that you get a phone that the design is not quite as nice as the XS, I'll admit, with the extra bezel around. But you, you get all the colors, which I think is a nice touch. You get all of the, you know, you get the A12 chip, you get the nice innards. The, it only has a single camera, but it's a really, really good single camera. And um, great battery life. And yeah, the screen's a step down. I wish it was higher resolution. It's effectively like 720. a 7, 720p, yeah. if you want to compare it that way. Resolution, which isn't fantastic in this day and age, but I have an iPhone 8, and the screen still looks plenty fine to me. It's going to work, and it's it's fine. So I think this is the product that makes a lot of sense for them, and I think it's ultimately the one that customers will embrace and buy uh, by far over the other two. Um, but it's, it's nice. I mean... Again, the only thing I would say about it is they did move the price up again. Seven forty nine is out of starting instead of six ninety nine, and I, I would say like if you're just really if you're if you're a guy like me who's comparing specs and you're platform agnostic, um, it, I would be hard pressed to argue you should buy that phone over like a one a one plus six. I keep beating this dead horse, but for five hundred seventy nine, the one plus six, you know, it's eight gigabytes of RAM versus three, uh, one hundred twenty eight gigabytes of storage versus 64 base, um, a much higher resolution OLED screen with a smaller notch. And, and so when you're looking at the context of value overall against Android phones, it's not a great value proposition if we're being completely honest. But if you're looking at it as far as iPhones historically and iPhones now, I think it's a reasonable balance of where you would want to be. And if someone were looking to buy an iPhone, unless they had very specific caveats to what they were doing with the phone to justify one of the other models this is the this is the phone i think i would recommend to most people by far did it surprise you at all that the xr actually did have the a12 bionic chip in it instead of maybe like them cutting some corners some more and throwing the a11 bionic in it yeah i mean i I, there was even rumors of an a10 i mean you'd seen that kind of rolling around where they might throw an old cpu in there and they didn't do it which I think is great. Uh, you shouldn't be penalized. When you're buying a $749 phone, it's still expensive. So you should get their best chip. You're already making some other compromises. You have the bigger bezel and the lower resolution LCD screen. You have one gigabyte less RAM, and as you pointed out, you have one less camera. I don't think you should be penalized in the performance arena. Uh, and I think that it's good that they kept it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's their most balanced product. I, I think it makes a lot of sense and I, I think specifically for me I would be recommending the 128 gigabytes it's model at $799 for a lot of people without hesitation um, it just makes a lot of sense do you think that the uh, the way that Apple went about this like having their um their new naming convention, like, oh, Max is better than Plus because you get more. And moving to this, you know, Roman numeral uh, naming convention and, and pulling basically R, like, straight out of their ass. Do you think that that was, I mean, I know it was intentional, so I'm not going to ask you if it's intentional, but do you think they have something else in mind with this? Or is it more of just a, hey, the, the 10 is our new... Um, like design language phone, and so we wanted to change the nomenclature to match the design language. 
I don't know what they were thinking with their naming convention. Did they travel back in? Did they travel back in time to 2012 and just steal all of the Android phone names from then? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's actually getting silly with the numbers in general. When we're moving on to the Galaxy S9, S10 next year, and it's like we're gonna have, you know, eventually the S27. I mean, what, is, what does this look like? I, <laughs> I, I wish, we, I wish we would just move to, you know iPhone. I, I guess yeah, Big iPhone, iPhone. two thousand yeah, iPhone two thousand eighteen. iPhone I don't know what you'd call the middle one. iPhone shouldn't exist two thousand eighteen <laughs> and then iPhone iPhone Max two thousand eighteen. You know what I mean? And just do it that way and uh, same for Samsung. It's like just call it, you know, Samsung Galaxy S two thousand I'm gonna walk into Samsung Galaxy S plus 2018, and then every year just change the year. And I'm going to walk into to the Verizon store near our office tomorrow, and I'm going to go, "Hey, do you guys have the um, iPhone uh, shouldn't exist 2018 in stock?" Yeah, no, and I think that name's valid. I'm going to trademark <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, it's, the naming's just silly. It's stupid. And introducing the iPhone shouldn't exist model two. The naming stuff, they're the only one immune to this, too. We have, like, OnePlus skip the 4 because the Chinese character for 4 looks like death. And then we had it's unlucky, Samsung skip the Galaxy Note 6 because they wanted to make the Note series and the Galaxy S series align. And it's just it's this big, stupid name. You know, and then we have LG trying to tack freaking ThinQ, and I'm not calling it Think, I refuse, on all of their phones because they think it needs something catchy. And it's like, this is just stupid. I don't know. It's just it's it's dumb, and I guess consumers may be actually stupid enough to equate a higher numeric number with better somehow. Like, you know, say, oh, if this one's a seven and this one's a six, the seven must be better, even even across product lines. But it's like, man, I wish they weren't that dumb because it's just stupid. And I hate the way. I think Apple's naming conventions is as dumb as everyone else, uh, and the XS Max especially. It, it sounds like a parody name. It's like what you know. It's like when Homer Simpson renamed himself Max Power. Like it's like that kind of nonsense. It's like okay, we get it. I'd like the Motorola One Power. I was uh, I was actually hoping we would get the iPhone XS Max Pro. I just I don't I don't understand at all why they wrote this naming convention. I didn't understand their naming convention last year. I know they keep trying to call it the 10S or whatever, but it's just an X. That's all there is to it. And, uh, yeah, it's bizarre. I don't I don't get it. Well, I mean, look at Google. They have a secret third phone called the Pixel Ultra. So, I mean, like, what's in a name? Yeah, you, you keep trying to make that happen, and it's, it's not a thing. We're going to get an ugly phone with a giant notch from Google. That's what we're getting. It's real if I want it to be real. Yeah, well, it's not. I, I, it's I, I not a lie this. if I believe it to be true. This was kind of the punctuation point. I guess we'll we'll wait for the for the uh, Pixel Three stuff as well. Just kind of cap this year off. But man, I'm gonna be happy to see 2018 go. 2018 has been a bullshit year. It's like we got a bunch of ugly phones with chins and notches. Uh, we got Samsung trying to get tough like Apple and release like super minor upgrades and get lazy and then charge you more for it, which actually worked because people were buying the 528, 512 gigs, excuse me, which makes You have Apple, which has just gone off the rails. Uh, out of the nine SKUs they announced yesterday, six of them are $999 or more. Um, 
the world's gone mad. I, I don't understand what the hell is happening. And this year is just, you know, it's not going to get better next year no. from a pricing standpoint. Samsung's True. going to try to bend you over on the S10 Plus. There's no nothing, just straight bending <laughs> prison style because they can apparently. People will spend $1,250 on a phone. It boggles my mind. It's pretty. Uh, thank you for that visual, by the way. Um, You're welcome. It was uh, a pretty somber, I think, and, and maybe even sobering event when, like you say, you realize that basically anything with the the S moniker and its name is going to cost you a minimum of a grand. And I think it's just a it's a it's a like you say I'm, I'll be happy to see 2018 go too. It's a very strange time that we live in because we expected so much, we had such high hopes, and it really was was a failure in a lot of different ways from many of the phone OEMs but if we if we end up getting review units in house would you want to review the XR or the XS Max and why XR why I I think it's the the volume model and I think that the you know I I've, I've used an iPhone X and the XS Max is just a giant version of that to some degree where the XR is something a little bit different. I think I would want to see, I think I would want to quantify the things that you're talking about. I already know the XS Max is good because I know the iPhone X is good, right? Um, so I guess, I, Fair. you know, for me, the XR is more interesting. It's like, okay, how much difference does that screen actually make when you're using it? Um, is the single camera enough to, you know, get by on? Um, those are the, what's the battery life look like? I think it's more interesting because it's a little bit more of an unknown quantity, and it, it's just it's going to be interesting to see if the things they cut in order to have it be the less expensive model really end up mattering all that much. I my I'm going to guess the answer is no. So to me, that would be the phone. If I could get my hands on a review unit, that's what I'd want to use. Okay. Well, I've already reached out to our contacts, so we'll see what uh, what we end up what we end up being able to get our hands on. But I will bear that in mind as we go forward. Do you? Let me flip that question around. What's out of this lineup? I mean, I know you're super pro XS. That's the one that you would want. But no, I mean seriously, which one would you want? The XR is intriguing to me, but I actually would probably want the Max because I would want to see what my the footprint of my Pixel 2 XL is roughly the same size as the 8 Plus was, and that's roughly what the Max is. So I would want to see what a comparably sized phone is, because that's roughly what I'm using right now. Although, considering that the um, in my mind, like the um, the G7 ThinQ, which we had a chance to review, uh, I really like the size of that device, and I'm assuming that the um, XR would roughly be in that range because they're about the same um, 6.1 inch display size and similar aspect ratios. Um, but if I was going to straight swap right now, like if I said, what's the phone I would get, it would be the XS Max. And so that would be the one that I would want to test and say to myself, okay, if I was going to make the jump from Android to iPhone and this is the device I had, what would my experience be like? What would battery life be like? What would performance would be like? What would actually having dual cameras for a change be like? And then I, I would give that a whirl because that's probably what's most comparable to what I'm using right now. And so I would want to do kind of an apples to apples comparison rather than try something drastically different. Although I do, I am interested in the XR and I'm intrigued by it. 
Um, and like you, I have I have zero interest in the the 10s. Like that, just I, same here. We had a 10 review unit, and I played around with it for a week, and there was nothing I wanted more than just to get rid of it. So, um, it the max would be the way that I would go. Yeah, I agree. With, I mean, I, I think you could make a compelling case out of direction. I think the XS, I, I have zero interest in. And, and still really question, like, why is this something that exists in the world? So, no, I'm, I'm right there with you, and I could see the case for, I think you make a compelling case for the XS Max. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting, it is funny, too. I, I don't know if you noticed yesterday. Did you notice all the promo images? They're using a wallpaper that hides the notch. Yes. For the, um, if you go to their website and you do the comparison, they're also doing the exact same thing with the S and the S Max, but not for the XR. The XR has a completely different wallpaper, but I noticed that today, in fact, because there's, as I mentioned, the uh, the guy at my work who just recently was forced into getting a 10 was asking me whether or not I, he thought I should upgrade, or I thought he should upgrade to the Max version. And so I was showing him the comparison page, and I saw that, and I went, huh, that's kind of interesting. Which is interesting because last year was all about like embrace the notch, don't hide the notch, blah 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 blah, and now it's they are not. It's it, it, as I said, not only are they not emphasizing it, but it looked almost like they were hiding it. And I don't know if that's intentional or not. Who knows? I mean, people do weird things in promotional images, but Apple's usually pretty calculated. And I thought that was really interesting. Oh, I would go. Uh, I would go to the extreme. I would say it's absolutely calculated and absolutely on purpose because there is never a single moment where anything that apple does is unintentional yeah and i guess maybe you know next year the rumors are already kind of out there for the next ones next year and, and they'll it sounds like they're going to significantly shrink the notch down so the same tech and a much smaller footprint so it'll have a smaller notch and then presumably like smaller bezels around too i suppose and so that's kind of going away but yeah i would say they were kind of the first with the notch obviously um, I beg to differ, sir. Essential. Essential, pardon. They were they were the first with a giant notch. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's and, something to be proud of, though. Yeah, well, you know. And um, I think that uh, everyone else's is much smaller at this point. So yeah, or, was, or trending in that direction, absolutely. So maybe this is one of those things, too, where it's kind of like they're, they're kind of a step behind in that regard. And, I don't know. It, it, it was just an interesting... The other thing that's just interesting is like there's just absolutely no surprises left. I mean, these phones, True these that. details of these phones leaked out seven months ago when or whatever Koo released that report, and he was dead on then, and that's exactly what we got. And even and so the was, uh, even the Apple Watch stuff and uh, a few other details leaked the morning of, like literally hours before the event. We we're like, oh. Apple's going to have 40 and 44 millimeter watch casings instead of 38 and 42. Got it. Okay, great. And everything else that leaked out was spot on too. Also, as an aside, the watch actually was kind of impressive. I, it's still ugly. Like it's a face only a mother could love. I'm sorry that if they made a round version, it would be probably incredible looking. But this kind of like pseudo round square thing that they're going for is squircle. ugly. It's a squircle. Um, but I will say this. It's in. Google scrapped their watches, and I think uh, Stephen Hall tweeted out, like, he's convinced they did it because they didn't want to be embarrassed by Apple, and he's right. Uh, watching that presentation yesterday, I'm, not, I'm still not into wearables, really, but if I were buying one or if I were evaluating them, Apple is so far 
ahead of anyone else that it's not even, you know, this is like, I don't know. It's like comparing an F1 race car to a a freaking Ford Focus. Like there's no, you know, they have a 64-bit dual core chip built on a modern tiny process. They have, you know, these kind of almost bezel-less designs now, OLED. They have the, uh, it wasn't an EKG, it was an E. E, uh, ECG, sorry, electrocardiogram. ECG, pardon. Um, and they have FDA, not approval, but FDA. I forget what it was, there's a difference. Yeah, endorsement but, uh, or something. But they have all those health things going on, and, and the technology itself, it's like, it's not, it's not, Android Wear is just shit. That's it. I mean, it's not even, before it was kind of like, eh, okay, they're kind of apples ahead, no question, but. So the Android Wear stuff's fine, and then you have the Samsung phone, the Samsung uh, Wear watches, which are nice too. But it's like now it's not even close. Yeah, I kind of just watched it and went, "Well, Google would need to invest either a ton of time, energy, and effort to try to start matching what Apple's doing, or they should just give up because it's, the gap is so large; it's just embarrassing." Well, the problem for me was when they made the Qualcomm announcement. Everybody's saying like, oh, hold off. Don't buy the TicWatch Pro. Don't buy this new Scoggin watch. Don't buy anything until you hear about the new Qualcomm announcement, the um, Wear 3100 processor and what it can do for the new generation of Android smart wearables. And Qualcomm basically said, yeah, we've got a, um, a coprocessor on the SoC. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we're working on like a, a day and a half of battery life now. And I literally went, wait a minute. I waited to for you to give me the next generation of this wear chip, and it's basically the same freaking chip. Like their announcement was such bullshit, I couldn't even believe it. And I think you're right. And I think Stephen Hall from Nine to Five Google is right too. I think if Google said this is what we're putting in our Pixel Watch, if anything, like you said, they should be like, okay, we need to go back. And if we're going to be designing our own silicon in house, we need to figure out how to get something inside of a smart wearable that's actually worth a damn. Because Qualcomm can basically go pound sand. No, yeah, it's it's just it's not even it's not even worthy of discussion. Nope. It's just no. Apple's, Apple's lead is almost insurmountable at this point. Yeah, they've left the field, and there's really nothing else to say other than that. I, I still don't. I'm still really not sure. I see a fair amount of Apple watches, but I still. I don't know. I'm not sure wearables are a thing still. Long term, I'm not sure they're going to be a thing. But if anyone's going to sell and make money on them, it's going to be Apple because at least they're doing interesting things or something that would warrant a customer to. Pay those prices potentially, or have one. Google and Android Wear is just a f- fucking mess no. of crap. And- I mentioned in a thread on Reddit earlier today, like Android uh, or Wear OS devices and Android tablets in general are a dumpster fire, and it hasn't gotten any better. In when was the last time the Nexus Seven was produced? Twenty. 20- 12? 13. 13? 2013. 2013. Was the last one. Yeah. So 2013 was the last time an Android tablet actually mattered. Think about that for a minute. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Samsung released their Tab S4 at $649 this year. You're saying that doesn't matter? I didn't even know it existed. And I even after you said its name, I still don't know it existed. No, and I mean, this is the point. Like, who's buying that? No one. Why would you invest in the Android tablet ecosystem? Why would you invest in Android? Where? There's no way. They just and I and I I don't understand how it happened exactly. Just Google. This is one of those things where it just seems like they're disinterested or just don't care. Yeah. And maybe they know something we don't. I mean, maybe with tablets, it's just like, eh. 
we don't make our money on hardware. We make our money on getting people in our services. And as long as they're using Android phones, we don't need it. Yeah, and people don't want an Android tablet. I mean, it may be, that may be the calculus behind this, but it's, it is embarrassing to see everything, everything that Apple's doing with the Apple Watch, and I would say to some extent the iPads, and you look at the situation on the Android side, and you're like, well, I, they're not even really, comp- they're not competitors anymore. No, no, you're right, they're not. So, Apple's destroyed them there, but their phones are much more, you know, again, it's funny, I was looking at benchmarks of the A12 this morning, and it's a beastly chip, as Apple chips always are, but like, even they've hit some walls, like I was looking at the Geekbench scores, and they weren't really that much more than last year. Um, in fact, it was weird. I saw an XR score this year that was 9,300 for the multi or something, which is not actually a great result. Um, and two, two, I think I saw them popping up higher. That the new GPU is pretty fancy. Apple's yeah. first, you know, custom quad core. Quad core GPU, GPU yeah. Um, but again, like I don't know. Does anybody care? What is that really doing for people? Elder Scrolls Blade, man. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I'm still not. Maybe I'm not the target market for this, but how many of their customers are really sitting there playing Elder Scrolls on their iPhone? Or Galaga and AR. No one. Yeah, and the AR thing, I know, it continues to crack me up that they're putting all this effort into AR and they're showing these demos, all these things, and it's like, who's you? Have you ever. Do you know anyone who's ever used AR for anything? Aside, Aside from me? No. Like, no, I don't know anyone. Anyone. So, but, you know, they, they made the big point in the demo. They showed, like, that basketball demo. And, that was kind of cool. Know. I was really surprised to see Steve Nash on stage. But then I'm like, wait a minute. He's just pimping some damn software. Get out of here. He's a paid endorsement. He's Canadian, too. But, um... Yeah, screw yeah, that guy. Yeah, Canada. Free healthcare. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, it's just one of those things where a lot of... We, we've gotten to this point where it's like... They're trying desperately to differentiate their phones and to justify, I guess, the prices to some extent. I don't know. We just plateaued out. We just have. And it's not just them. Like, Samsung's going through this, too. It's, yeah, sure. You can try to tell me that more RAM's better or this AR stuff or the neural stuff. And maybe it will be someday. Maybe you'll actually notice a tangible difference with these features. But I don't know. I, I'm not, I've yet seen anything where I'm like, oh yeah, that's revolutionary. It's been, the last time I thought, wow, that's really a huge step forward. It's been like years. Uh, and they said it yesterday. I guess consumers are just holding on to their phones longer because you don't have to get a new phone all the time. True. So, I mean, you know, I, I saw someone on Reddit and they, on the Apple um, subreddit saying that, yeah, the phones are more expensive, but if you amortize out your XR and you're only upgrading every three years because you don't need to upgrade every year or two anymore, it actually costs less than the phones of old. There were six ninety nine that you had to upgrade after two years. And half the upgrade is probably a bit of a stretch anyway, but I think there's certainly... I don't know. As I said, I, I consider myself obviously to be a pretty hardcore phone guy, and I'm not upgrading for the first time in years. And... Uh, if, if someone like me isn't, I have to think there's that most other people who just have a phone are just holding on to it till the wheels fall off or it stops becoming unusable. And for a lot of these phones, that could be three, four years now. Or until Apple uh, slows it down intentionally. Yeah, I think after they got their hand slapped by the DOJ, they're probably not going to do that anymore. But Boom roasted. But it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird transition point. I, 
I guess the next thing that they're going to try to entice us with is folding phones, because that is actually like a radical shift in form factor. But, and I'll wait and reserve judgment until I have it in my hands. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, does it make your experience better? I don't know. I guess in theory you could fold up a larger phone into a smaller one, but the ones that are coming out initially look to be pretty thick as a consequence of that. It's like they're going to have plastic screens that are going to scratch. People aren't going to like that. And so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, this is going to be the next thing, but does anyone care? Probably Um, not. Initially, especially, I'm not sure there's going to be a huge difference. So, yeah, man, phones have just plateaued, and Apple's not immune to this. Samsung did it this year. True. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anything else you uh, want to rant about or get off your chest before we wrap up? No, I mean, I just think, I would just say to both Samsung and Apple, I would give them both a big fuck you for this, like, escalating price <laughs> wow. bullshit that they're doing. Hey, Samsung. Hey, Apple. Hey, a big fuck you. All right, yeah, then. Yeah, I mean, for real. Like, on the, on the real. Because, and, and this whole memory game that we're playing where it's like, you can have 128 or you can have 512 or you can have 64 or you can go up to 256 and then 512. It's like, you know, again, these man chips are being made in China by like five-year-olds in a Foxconn factory and it costs Apple $30 so they're charging you $200. Yeah, and that's they, and they, and they the doubling for screws. 150 bucks or 200 bucks thing is just absolute bullshit. Yeah, and then Samsung also, like I said, Samsung, you know, I'm such a Samsung fanboy, but they, they've been just shit this year. Like, and I hope they really turn around next year, but it's just bullshit to me that they released an S model, pulled the same bullcrap memory game, and then try to charge me, try to charge me, try to charge everyone, 1000 or 1250 for their shitty phone. Although I will say, eh, shitty phones may be a little strong, the Note 9's nice, but I will say, I guess at least they were getting like, you know, $500 trade-ins. There was actually like incentives where you could get it for less. You're not going to get that with the iPhones. No, not a chance. If you're going to pay, you going to pay. Yeah, so it's like, that's a, you know, that's that's a big deal, too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hate this ultra-premium bullshit. I, I would just simply say, for me, not worth it. Not hmm. worth it at all. There's no freaking way I would pay the premiums for those phones as opposed to buying a OnePlus 6. Hmm. I would just, it's, the gap used to be large enough that you could justify it. I think in certain ways, like, oh, the camera's, like, better, or the screen's this much better, and therefore it's worth paying double. Now it's just not. It's just not. It's like the OnePlus 6 is 95% as good that's as fair. the Galaxy Note 9. That's fair. Uh, Maybe that's a good place to leave it then. Yeah. Stop rewarding these companies for being assholes. I agree. Yeah, all right. Okay, man. Thanks again for calling in. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you again soon. Later. And that's part two of the 2018 Apple iPhone event recap. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can find all of our content over at SiliconTheory.com. Follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Thanks again for listening, and remember, we will talk tech soon.